Hello and welcome to this episode of the Print On Demand Playbook Podcast. You know, I've sold tens of thousands of t-shirts online, I've made multiple millions of dollars in sales, and I've helped thousands of people build profitable and sustainable print-on-demand and apparel businesses. And now that I've got that really sensational intro out of the way, I want to tell you it's not all sunshine and roses. There are have been so many ups and downs in my journey. And in today's episode, I want to take you behind the scenes of my journey. How did I get here? What are some of the lessons I learned along the way? So I hope you'll buckle in and hang out with me for a little bit in this solo episode as I reveal my journey. Before we jump into that, I want to ask you to subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening over on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, wherever you are listening, subscribe to the podcast. That helps us grow this podcast and it makes sure that you never miss an episode. Let's jump in. What's up, everybody? I hope you're having a wonderful start to your year. I am here with a solo episode uh, this week, which I'm excited to talk about. I want to just talk about some of my lessons and some of the bumps in the road along my journey as not only a print-on-demand seller, but also a coach and teacher of print-on-demand and apparel and all that kind of good stuff. So I think you'll get some good insights from this today. And the last time I did a solo episode, I talked about three critical mindsets that I've learned over the years that helped me get to where I'm at. And I got really good feedback from that episode. So I had the thought, I've never really shared my journey on this podcast, maybe shared a little portion of that back in episode one, which was over a year ago, which was a ways ago. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about how I got here, and I think you'll learn some things along the way. So I'm really excited to, to talk about that today. Before I get into that and that journey, I want to shout out one of our podcast listeners who left us a five-star review, Ariel Benjamin. What is up? Thank you for the review. He, let, he or she left us a five-star review and said, great stuff, and said, we are helping them prepare for their first business. Very well-presented content. Thank you. Well, Ariel, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We value you as a listener, and thank you for that five-star review. All right. Woo. With all that out of the way, let's jump into today's episode. So I'm going to try to settle in here and talk to you a little bit about my journey. And I think what I want you to get out of this as a listener and really why I'm recording this and how, you know what the message I want to get across is that I want this to be encouragement for you. If you are in one of these places in your business, if you're a beginner and you're starting out, maybe this is your first business, you're either starting to work on it or you're thinking about starting up a business and you might be experiencing some bumps in the roads even before you start or as you're starting your first business, you don't know what to expect and you're feeling like you don't know how to start getting the success that you want, maybe to get your first couple sales in. If you're a little more seasoned entrepreneur, maybe you've had some success and you, you know, that success has kind of gone down and now you're wondering, how do I get back to that level of success? How do I pass that level of success? Um, those are specifically kind of who this is for because the, the lessons I want to tell you along my journey are, you know, at different points in my entrepreneurial journey, different points as a print on demand seller, different accomplishments, milestones, headaches, ups and downs throughout print on demand and also throughout being a coach and having my course, which is called shirt school. Uh, I want to tell you about that and just, just hopefully encourage you. So if you're feeling down as an entrepreneur, a print on demand seller or whatever business you're in, I hope that this episode will encourage you and I hope you'll stick around and listen to what I have to say. 
So where do I begin? If you don't know me, my name's Carrie. I think we, I think you know me by now, but today I primarily run a course and a community called Shirt School. And what we do is we teach and help uh, people start, grow, and scale print-on-demand, apparel, t-shirt businesses, all kinds of different uh, businesses in there. But we have thousands of students. They are all around the globe, and we have everything from you know people who do it as a side hustle that make you know five hundred dollars a month, all the way up to multi-million million dollar sellers uh, that make multiple millions of dollars each year. So it's the whole gamut throughout our program called Shirt School. And I also have this podcast. I put out content on YouTube. We have an email list. All those kind of things, which is cool. But my primary focus is is Shirt School, and it's helping people grow their print-on-demand and apparel businesses because. I really believe that your business fuels the life that you want. Um, that's been my experience. And, you know, it's just crazy because we build a business so that we can build the life that we want. And, you know, whether we like it or not, having income and making money does so much for our life, right? And it's not about the material things of just making money. It's not about that. But the reality is that money you know, really fuels the life that we want. It enables us to buy the things we want. It enables us to live in the the place that we want, whether that be in the city, the country, the house that we want to live in. And it allows us to send our kids to the schools that we want. It allows us to go on vacations. It allows us to invest in things. And it also allows us, making money allows us to give to others and to give to the causes that we support. And so money is a very important part of life. And so our businesses fuel the life that we want. And so we build businesses with that intention that we want to change the life that we have for most of us, many of us. And that's exactly what it's done for me. And so to take you back to really uh, talk a little bit about my journey, I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I grew up here in Tulsa, Oklahoma uh, for most of my life. And uh, I had a, I lived in a, a broken home. My mom and dad were always fighting, and they were get, they were splitting up. And when I was eight years old, they divorced. You know, that was kind of the last time they they actually divorced. And um, at that time, we were living in uh, Tucumcari, New Mexico. We had moved away for a couple of years, but that was really the only few years of my life that I was away from Tulsa. And I grew up in this home that was, you know, my, my dad was abusive to my mom, and they were he was in and out and somewhat abusive to us. And, uh, and it was a crazy, crazy childhood. I always wanted my mom to get away from my dad and for good. And she finally did, you know, around that time. Um, so growing up, you know, I grew up with my mom. I have, uh, I have a younger full blood brother and then I have a half sister, a younger half sister and an older half brother. We share the same father. Uh, and my younger sister and I share the same mom, but different father. So I grew up in a house with my mom my uh, my younger brother, who's six years younger than me, and my younger sister, who is 12 years younger than me. Single mom, three kids. I was the oldest. Grew up in this broken home. You know, so many things we get into there that aren't really pertinent to this podcast, so I won't. But I grew up very poor. We lived on food stamps. My mom was a waitress. Um, she worked, I mean, probably made, she told me a few times when I was a kid, she made $17,000, $19,000 a year. So it's like, any welfare, any help that we could get, uh, you know, we were constantly at the end of the month. It was like, there's no food in the, in the kitchen. We're waiting for the first of the month so we can get those food stamps and be able to buy some food, you know, routinely 
our electricity is getting turned off, our water's turned off, our we, we the times that we had cable, it was only for a short time. So I grew up in this kind of childhood in this cycle of not having anything. And you know, one of the things I remember as a kid and I don't know I don't know where this came from in me. I don't know, you know, why God gave me this, but I'm really thankful for it is as a kid, I remember having a fire inside of me to be something better than what I saw in my father. I remember thinking as a seven-year-old, eight-year-old, 10-year-old into my teenage years, 13, 14, that I wanted to do something great with my life. I wanted to, to make something of myself and I wanted to do something big. I wanted to be something. And I just remember that I had that fire that I always knew when I get out of school or when I grow up, I'm going to do something great. Uh, and, and so I always had that fire. And I don't know where that came from growing up in that kind of home. I do know that I saw, I saw my father in the way he lived his life. And that was one thing that I felt like fueled me because I saw it and I, and I thought I'll never be like that. And that's something that's fueled me to this day. I'm, I'm 34 years old. I have two wonderful children, been married to my wife for 11 years, and we have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old, and still to this day, that fire burns inside of me to do something great, done some amazing things with my life up to this point, but I have so much more that I want to do, so many more people that I want to impact. Anyways, fast forward to you know 16 years old, I get my first job, and I actually worked in the same industry for about 11 years. I worked in the wireless industry, the cell phone business, and I worked for some of the biggest companies in the cell phone business that you're familiar with, um, T-Mobile, Sprint, AT&T at the time, you know, those, those kind of companies. And I worked in wireless for about 11 years, and this became a career for me. I worked there when I got married uh, at a cell phone store. I was working in the retail side. So I was managing people. Actually, I started as a sales rep, moved up to a manager. And this is where things get interesting is uh, in 2012, I got married. In 2016, my son was born. My, my son uh, was born uh, in January of 2016. And then in 2017 is when I was let go from my wireless job that had basically been at for 10 or 11 years. And um, I was let go because I was a manager and I had some some uh, employees that were doing some stuff that I wasn't aware of that was against against policy. And so they held me accountable as a person in management, a person in leadership, and I was let go from that job. And this was right around my birthday in July. And this really shook me. And it really shook my wife because the number one thing that my wife, that our wives want, if you're a husband out there, they want security. They want to know that the bills are going to be paid. There's going to be a roof over their head. Their kids are going to be provided for. Uh, that's what they want more than anything. And so me, I was the uh, I was the only one working in the household. I was fortunate that my I was making enough my wife could stay home after she had our our son. And so we instantly went from making about seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year to zero. And we had not I had not grown up in a household that taught me about money and how to take care of money. And so we didn't save a lot. So we didn't have a lot in savings. And so our son was about a year and a half old. My wife was not working. I'm let go from my job. We have zero income, very little in savings. I think we had about $3,000 in savings at that time. And I'm left wondering what is next, right? Where am I going to go next? I'm going to go get another job. You know, what am I going to do next? And about a week after that, we found out we were pregnant with our daughter. Now, I won't get into too many details here, but 
obviously we got pregnant uh, when I had a steady job and when I didn't, I, di- I didn't know that I was going to be let go from this job. I thought I would be there forever. And so that was a shock when we found out after I'd been let go that we were pregnant uh, with our, with our daughter. And this kind of set off one of the hardest uh, periods of my life that I've ever had to deal with. You know, obviously my childhood was really hard, but this was, I never faced any, any real huge hurdles as a, as a, as a father, as a husband, you know, and us as a married couple. So no job pregnant with our second child. We've got a one and a half year old at home. Uh, obviously he's not going to school yet. Wife not working. So kind of everything was like, what are we going to do? And just to take you back a little bit, I sometimes tell people even today, I say, I don't know where the entrepreneur thing came from. I don't remember ever being like super interested in business or, you know, I didn't know, I don't think that I, when I started my apparel business that I had skills in business, but when I really think about it, you know, in the, in, in, I would say from when I was probably 16 up until, you know, I started my first apparel business, which would have been around 2017, I was pretty pretty crafty with side hustles. At one point, you know, just a funny story I, I don't think I've ever told online is the way that I, so when, when I wanted to get engaged, I obviously needed to buy my wife a ring. She wanted this really expensive ring. It was like 13 or $14,000. I didn't have any money. Uh, and so I started trying, started thinking and fig- trying to figure out how am I going to get her this ring? How am I going to figure this out? And one of the things I started doing was I was flipping iPhones on Craigslist and eBay. And I would go, I would go on Craigslist daily. This is before Facebook Marketplace. I would go on Craigslist daily. I was working a regular job, of course, but this was my side hustle. So I, I would go on Craigslist daily and I would find iPhones and I would text people and just lowball them and try to buy people's iPhones. And then I would list them on eBay and sell them for a $50 profit, a $60 profit. If I got really lucky, maybe it was an $80 or $100 profit. And so because of my negotiation skills, you know, I could, I could sometimes talk people down uh, because of my craftiness just to find a way to make money and that drive, I was able to sell enough iPhones <laughs> on the side uh, to, to save up, uh, up enough money to buy my wife an engagement ring. And, um, what's funny, what's also funny about that is I didn't pay the $14,000 that we had priced out for that ring. I actually found a ring on eBay. That was the exact ring she was looking for. And it was under $2,000. They were, you know, somebody was selling it used, slightly used. They had, they had, their marriage had, you know, they had gotten divorced or something. And so they were selling it. It was the exact band, you know, it was the, it was the, the a very nice uh, diamond. And I just got, I was really fortunate to find this deal. And it was one of those things when I found it, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to buy this right now. So I had to kind of figure out the money and like make sure I had enough. And so I was able to buy my wife's engagement ring at a super discounted price uh, online. And I made the money by flipping iPhones. It's like all these things, but I had numerous, I had numerous side hustles like that, right. Or where I, I just, kind of figured out these crafty ways to make money. And so, um, so the reality is when I started my apparel business, my first apparel business later on, there was definitely some craftiness. There was definitely some, you know, some of those skills that I maybe didn't know that I had that, that definitely helped me, you know, get, get my business going and start making sales. So fast forward to 2017, fired from my job, 
for what am I going to do? This is when I started up a Shopify store and I started selling t-shirts and I had a, I had a, a friend that, uh, uh, was already selling things online and I went, I called him and I said, you know, I've, I've been fired from my job. I need to, I'm going to figure out what I want to do. And he said, come to my office and bring me three ideas and I'll tell you which one to do. And I went to his office and I brought him three ideas and they were just centered around things that I was passionate about. I think one was about guitar, one was t-shirts and one was something else. I don't remember the third one, but I presented him these three ideas and he said, do the t-shirt thing, start selling t-shirts on Shopify. And he had run some Facebook ads. So there, there was also maybe a little knowledge I could glean from him there on Facebook ads. I didn't know any, I didn't know what Facebook ads were. I didn't know, I didn't know what Shopify was. Luckily, uh, this, this mentor that I had, uh, was able to introduce me to tell me what Shopify is, show me how he'd been making money with, with Facebook ads. And so I essentially started my Shopify store with four designs and I sourced those on AliExpress that I did not know about print on demand. I listed the, the products from AliExpress and I went and ran a $5 per day Facebook ad to sell my t-shirts on my Shopify store. And it's pretty crazy. I had no idea what I was doing, but within a couple of days, you know, I'd spent five or $10 on Facebook ads. I got my first sale. This is in August of 2017. I got my first sale on my Shopify store. And if you've had that feeling of getting your first sale, you know that it's a really good feeling. You get this high that you're on where it's just like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. I just sold something for a profit and now the money is like going into my bank account. And it's, it's like, it gives me chills thinking about it right now. The just getting that first like 25, $27 sale, even though today, obviously, you know, I'm fortunate to make a lot more. Uh, but it, it just, it, it's that man, I can still feel that feeling of that cha-ching, you know, on that, on your phone, on that Shopify app. And I love when people, uh, have that, have that breakthrough and here's what's crazy. August of 20, 2017, I ended up with $4,000 in sales. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. First month, $4,000 in sales. September, we went to $9,000 in sales. October, we went to $30,000 in sales. In three months, we went to, from zero to $30,000 in sales. I'm freaking out. I was freaking out. I was buying lots of things. I, I'm telling my wife, man, we figured it out. We hit the jackpot. Like this t-shirt thing is going to be uh, forever. And then in November, it went down a little bit, it went down to about 17,000 in November of 2017. I kind of looked at it like, Hmm, maybe just a little bit of a down month. I didn't know anything at this point. I didn't know any strategy. I'm just cranking up the Facebook ads, trying to keep this thing going in December. It plummets all the way down to $2,000. Now, if you're an e-commerce seller, you know that November and December should be the biggest months, right? Well, I didn't know anything. I didn't know, I didn't know that. I, it didn't ever cross my brain that that was supposed to be this huge time. And I, I was trying to figure out why are my sales, why did my sales go, I went from zero to 30,000 and then in two months down to 2,000 in December. And everything came crashing down because as you can imagine, my wife and I probably had, you know, I don't know, four, four to $5,000 a month in, in bills that we had to cover. 
And if I'm making $2,000 a month in sales on my Shopify store, I'm bringing home like $500 to $700 in profit from that. That's not going to cut it. And as I mentioned, I wasn't really a saver at this time. When we made that $30,000 in October and I brought home like $10,000 in profit, I spent it all. We, we spent it. We needed, to, we needed to replace the washer and dryer. I wanted a new car. We want all these things. I spent it, right? Um, I wasn't very smart with my money. So when I, I didn't expect the business to just come crashing down like that. I, I had really thought I figured this thing out. Um, I'm going to be rich. And, uh, and so when, when the, again, when the, when the business came down, it was so shocking to me and so scary for my wife and I, especially my wife, because again, we had a baby on the way and our income had dried up. And so where do I go from here? The business had just boomed in three months and just completely tanked and plummeted in a matter of like two, two months. And this is kind of, again, that point of one of the scariest points of my life. Um, I, I, you know, I remember having conversations with my wife. We were extremely scared. We didn't know what we would do and just telling her, I'm going to figure it out. Just trust me. I'm going to figure it out again. I'm, I'm getting chills right now thinking about it because those moments were, were, were somewhat, you know, they were, they're just scary, but I telling her, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to provide for us, but I had no idea what I was going to do. And so from, from January, you know, the end of December there in January 2018 to about March, uh, I was just doing anything and everything that I could to, to try to make any amount of money that I could. Uh, I was driving for Uber and Lyft. I would drive until 2 a.m. at night. I would go to the casinos, the airports, trying to, trying to find where that business was, driving at night and still working on my business, you know, getting up getting up at 6 a.m. before the kids would go to school, you know, so I could work on my, my t-shirt stuff. The kids would go to school. I would, uh, I would then drive for Uber all day. I'd try to figure out other ways to make money, trying to flip phones like I did back in the day or, um, selling, just selling stuff that we had, you know, uh, valuable belongings, like some of my guitars I sold at that time. I was just trying to, to stay afloat. I was just trying to, to just keep the household, you know, alive. And, um, and in March of 20, 2018 is when things, uh, when things really started to change for me with t-shirts and apparel and print on demand. And this is a really important, I think a really important lesson I want everybody here to really, really get if you're listening to this episode and you know, you haven't had the breakthrough yet, maybe you're just starting or maybe you're like me and you had some breakthrough, but then it went, it went down the tubes. I went back in Mar about March of 2018, I went back to that mentor that had got me into everything. And I said, Hey, look, I've, I've, I've done everything you've told me, you know, the sales were there. Now they've dried up. I don't know how to get out of this. I'm scared. I don't, I'm, I can't provide for my family. Like Uber's not cutting it. Can you help me get out of this? I'm not asking for money. I'm just asking for you to tell me what to do. You're, you're the person I've looked up to, you know, what do I do? And you know, what he told me to do is something that serves me to this day, maybe more than anything in, in business, uh, and in personal development for that matter. But he, he told me, he said, he said, Carrie, you know, you come into my office. I would come up to his office on the weekends, on Fridays, sometimes on Saturdays, you come to my office and you're always telling me about 
the latest thing and, and, and that you've learned. And it's, you're looking at these YouTube videos, you're watching all these gurus, you're trying to, to implement these strategies, you know, and, and nothing's really working. And, and, and he, he was like, I watch you just go from YouTube to YouTube to blog article to whatever. And he's like, here's the problem. The problem is that you don't have a step-by-step roadmap, a strategy to follow. You need to pick one person. You need to pick one teacher, one coach. You need to buy their course, buy their program. You need to do everything they say exactly like they say it. Don't flip-flop around from every, you know one thing to another. He's like, you, and, and you're just you're out there living on free info, right? The free in like free info is great, but you got to put some money on the line, invest in yourself. And when you make that investment into yourself, you're going to take it more seriously. Those that pay, pay attention, right? So if I were to pay for a program, I would pay attention to a program. And then I'd also be following a guru, not a guru, but following, I don't like that term, but I would be following a system, a roadmap step-by-step that would take me to a result, an end result that I desire. I want to say that one more time because there's somebody listening out there. You need to hear this right now. Free info, YouTube, podcast. Man, it's great. It's, it's awesome. It's amazing. But understand that those that pay, pay attention. When you invest in yourself and you pay for a course, a, a coaching, a program, a book, you will pay more attention. You will take it seriously. You will, there's a higher likelihood that you will implement it than there is with a with free content. And when you do that, when you invest in yourself, you are following a step-by-step system and a roadmap that will lead you to the end result that you desire. Okay. And this fundamentally changed my, you know, me as a as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. And so what I did is I went out, I looked at these different people that I was following. I found one that I really, really liked his content. You know, I looked into everything he was doing. I, I had a credit card with a little bit of room on it, so I swiped it for about $2,000, and I bought a e-commerce course. It was really, really in-depth, and I spent the next few months doing everything inside that course, every to, to the T. I said, I'm going to do it exactly like this person is telling me. And slowly, as I started to implement these things, like email marketing and upsells, and tweaking things on my Shopify site and all this kind of stuff, my sales started to grow month in and month out. They started to grow, started to grow. And I started to build this business back up, this print-on-demand business. And that's something I should mention that I that I I missed was there was a point there in 2017, uh, after a m- couple months after I had started, when I did discover print-on-demand. And so I was able to switch my business model over to print-on-demand. So I was only selling the AliExpress t-shirts for maybe a month until I switched over to a print-on-demand provider, uh, which changed the game too. That's a whole nother story, but I, I did want to mention that because there's probably some people listening out there like, wait, you did all this with selling China t-shirts? No, I didn't. I actually switched over to print-on-demand pretty early. But around spring to summer of 2018 is when uh, when my sales on my, my print-on-demand e-commerce business just started to grow, started to grow, started to grow until I got it to a really nice point where I was able to, you know, uh, where I was able to support my family in a nice way again and able to keep my wife home, pay the bills, get us out of debt, 
provide for the kids, you know, and, and it was, it was awesome. And I ended up running that print on demand business for about the next year and a half to two years. Uh, actually, I'm sorry for the next, uh, it was, it was about two years, about two years from that point, uh, that I, that I continued to run that print on demand business profitably. Of course there were ups and downs in that, in that time in revenue. It's not as a, as an e-commerce seller, you know, it's not always going to be the same every month. It might grow. It might go down a little bit. There's different, different things that will happen, but it was always profitable and it was always consistent or it was consistently supporting my family. And so I'm very, very thankful for that. And I want to pause here because I think there's a very important lesson that I want to, that I want you to also take from this. Um, and that lesson is you don't actually want overnight success. And that might be shocking, right? Like, you know, you'd ask most people, Hey, if you could have overnight success or success in two years from now, what would you take? And 99.999% of people are going to say, oh, give me the overnight success. Here's the problem with overnight success. The problem with overnight success is that if that overnight success does not last, and most of the time it doesn't, you are left picking up the pieces of your broken, you know, broken business here and trying to figure out what to do. And, you know, I caught fire with my business and that growing to zero to $30,000 in three months. But the reality was I didn't know how to run a business profitably. I didn't know how to sustain that revenue. I didn't know anything about Shopify, e-commerce, print on demand, apparel, marketing was the big one. I didn't know anything about marketing. And so that's the problem with overnight success is that a lot of times you get that spark, but you don't know how you did it. You don't know how to replicate it. You don't know how to sustain that success. And I sure did not know how to sustain, sustain, sustain that success. And I think that's the curse of overnight success is that it's great to have it when you're having it, but most times it's short lived and you don't know how to get back there. And it took me a long time of consistent investing in myself, learning and implementing steadily to grow those sales back up and to find that success again. And there's also something that happens mentally here that I think is very important to cover. And I want to tell you this story. I want to fast forward a little bit. I started shirt school in 2019. The reason I started shirt school was that I had so many people friends and people at church and these different things around me that were asking me, Carrie, I hear you're, I hear you're selling t-shirts and making money. How are you doing it? And so I decided, uh, that I would, that would teach people how I did it. And that's the idea of shirt school is let me just teach people how I created a successful t-shirt and apparel business. My friends want it. So why not make it? And, you know, obviously it blew up and I might talk about that a little bit more in this episode. But I started that in September of 2019. And around January of 2020, I this is before the pandemic, uh, I joined a mastermind for uh for for online business owners, you know, online business business owners like us. And I was at this live event in San Diego. I was not making a lot of money at the time. It was, you know, I was making enough supporting my family or whatever. And I I, I flew out to San Diego. I went to this little event in San Diego, and there was a coach there that was kind of like a, a, a life coach, a mental coach. And she did this little coaching session with me. And I asked her, I was like, 
Here's my problem. I can't figure out why I can't break through this certain revenue level. There was a this goal in my mind of like, I want to get to this monthly revenue. And I, I, I was like, I can't figure it out. And she started asking me questions and digging a little bit deeper into my mental. And she started telling me, I think there's something in your past that is a roadblock for you to get to that level of success that you want. And as I, as I really dug deep on this more and more with her, I realized something. I realized that when I initially started my apparel business and I had all that overnight success in three months, that that revenue level I had hit in three months was the same revenue level that I couldn't break through three years later. And the reason I couldn't break through to that revenue level was because I knew what happens after I hit that revenue level. I had experienced it. I hit that revenue in my business and everything came crashing down. And somewhere deep inside me, I was scared to hit that revenue level. I was scared to go to go to that realm because if I did, my business would crash to the ground. I felt, I thought it would, right? And so I had this huge breakthrough in 2020 in January before the pandemic, oddly enough, that just identifying that reason that that overnight success had caused a mental block in my brain that I, I was scared to get to this revenue level because I was scared, you know, it would crash and burn. With with and I'm speaking about with my new business with Shirt School, uh, you know I was scared of that, and I had that breakthrough. And in March of 2020, I broke through that revenue level, uh, you know, for the first time in years, and um, and that was a huge, huge moment. But anyways, I wanted to tell that story because that's one of the another reason you don't. I don't believe you want overnight success. You want slow and steady growth, uh, is because. It can create these mental blocks and these mental strains that, you know, create these roadblocks in your brain. And I dealt with that for years before I finally broke through. And so I, you know, if, if I could give you the success that you, that you want, I would want to give it to you in a slow, steady growth over a longer period of time as you learn, as you get better, as you grow, instead of just that overnight pop of, of success. So I know it's a little bit counterintuitive. I know most people out there are like, nah, give me the overnight success. And I would have been in that camp too. But today, because I've been able to do this online thing for so long, for over seven years, um, and, and, and just be able to help people go through it, I realized that slow, consistent, steady growth is so much better. You learn so much more. Uh, and it's sustainable, right? It's sustainable. Okay, let's keep going. So... I started Shirt School in 2019, and this and and then in 2020, Shirt School really started to blow up. I started to help more and more people start, grow, and scale profitable online apparel businesses. Just teaching them what I had done, and so in the middle of 2020, uh, during I guess during the pandemic, I had an opportunity to sell my primary print-on-demand or apparel business. And I took that opportunity and sold the business, and so I was able to make a really nice sum of money by selling that apparel business. And this also allowed me to really focus on growing shirt school and being able to help more people. And around that time is when I did our first launcher brand challenge. And that launcher brand challenge from middle of 2020 to today in the beginning of 2024 has reached over 50,000 people. Over 50,000 people have registered for that challenge. 
And most of them have gone through that content, which is crazy. And so I've been able to teach tens of thousands of people how to start profitable online apparel businesses and print-on-demand businesses. And so selling that business allowed me to really focus on what I love to do. And I, I've realized, I've learned over the last you know, four, four plus years that I love helping others. I love teaching others uh, what I know. I love seeing others implement that and, and get results out of that and start to build businesses that they love. And so, um, you know, after selling that initial apparel business, I have uh, started and built other online print-on-demand businesses. My primary focus is coaching and shirt school, but I still have other little businesses on the side that allow me to stay current and, and keep selling and keep learning in the print-on-demand space. But my primary focus today is shirt school. And I want to celebrate some wins with you as well and just tell you some of the amazing things that I've been blessed to be able to do over the last few years. And they kind of just revolve around dreams that were in my heart. I, even as a kid, uh, in 2020, I was able to buy my mom a new car. It's a pretty awesome moment. In 2020, also, I was able to buy, uh, our, my wife and I were able to buy our dream home. Uh, we have a beautiful, um, it's a it's a four four bedroom almost 4,000 square feet. We have this theater room. It's brand new. Um, it, it's just, it's so awesome. There's so much space in there. It's like, it is truly our dream home. So we did that in 2020. In 2022, I also bought my sister a new car, which is really cool. Uh, she's a single mom. She's very young and I was able to buy her a car. And then in 2023, I bought my mom a house. Just This is just a few months ago. And this is something that's been on my heart forever uh, and I finally got to do it. And so my mom gets to live rent or mortgage payment free, uh, because I was able to buy her a home. And these are the kind of, these are the kind of amazing things that my business has, 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 has allowed me to do right without the business. There's, I haven't been able to make the income to be able to bless others. And it's primarily been my family. Um, but I've also, I've also given to local charities and causes, many, many, many thousands of dollars over the years, which I'm really fortunate and blessed to do things that I believe in. But, you know, a couple things that I want you to take away from this episode, a couple lessons that I want you to take away. I'm going to go through these real quick. Number one, you don't want overnight success, right? We talked about that. You want slow, steady, consistent success because it's going to be sustainable. Um, the second lesson that I want you to you take away from this is that you're not alone in what you're going through. You know, oftentimes it feels like we are alone as we're going through, you know, valleys and facing things. It, it can be very lonely. And on top of that, being an online entrepreneur, a lot of times we work alone and it can just be a very lonely thing. And so I would encourage you to find a mastermind, a, a community uh, that you can join on the internet so that you can have those connections. Um, I did that. I mentioned that in the really the beginning of 2020. I also invested in courses, many courses before that. And this helped me find some community. And that's one of the things that helped me build these businesses. Uh, or just make it a point to have coffee or lunch with, with a friend each week and be able to talk about business. Somebody you can talk about business with. Uh, but I want you to know you're not alone in, in, in what you're going through. Um, it's Again, it's very lonely on the internet. We work alone a lot of times. I have a remote team that that works for me, and, and I don't see them on a daily basis. So it can be very, very lonely. Number three, if you aren't seeing success now, 
It could be right around the corner. I have in parentheses, don't quit. Don't quit. Wherever you're at right now in your journey, man, so many people have been there. And if you're at a place that uh, that you're not seeing the success you want, I want to encourage you to keep going. Don't quit because you might be three feet from gold. You might be right on the cusp of your breakthrough. And I believe you are. I believe if you keep going, you know, if you if you don't quit, you will win. If you don't quit, you will find that success in the near future. So your success could be right around the corner. Don't quit. And lastly, I want you to believe that you can have the life that you dream of. You can have the life that you dream of. You can build the business that can fuel your dream life. And I am the living you know, example, testimony of that, that hopefully has been put into your life. This podcast episode has been uh, put into your life for a reason because I want you to understand that I grew up poor, that I was in a single mother household, that I didn't, I went to one year of college and dropped out. So I have no college education. There's no reason for me to have the success that I've had. And if I can do it, I believe you can, anybody can do it. I know that you can. So you can have the life that you dream of. And here's the, here's four, four quick steps. And I've kind of covered these, but four quick steps. Number one, invest in yourself, knowledge, uh, through communities, courses, um, uh, uh, books, those kind of things. Invest in yourself. Number two, take action. Take action, right? You can learn all the knowledge in the world. You can be the smartest person on the planet, but if you don't apply that knowledge, you don't actually take action on it, it really means nothing. Number three, be consistent. Slow and steady growth is sustainable and it's better than overnight success. So be consistent. Number three. And number four, don't quit. If you're if you're 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 trying to get that breakthrough, but you're not quite seeing it yet, don't quit be quit because your breakthrough is coming. Your breakthrough is right around the corner. I've seen it so many times in my life. And man, we go through as people, we go through seasons of ups and seasons of downs. I think that would be another lesson I would add to this is that man, life is just it's it's a life of seasons. You go through something great. It's down a little bit. Man, I was having, as I wrap up this episode, I was having the greatest year in 2023. It was so amazing. We're going into summertime. We, we were going into summertime. I'm thinking, man, it's going to be a great summer. We're going to go on vacations. I'm going to go uh, on these, I had some business trips and my dad passed away out of nowhere. My dad, my dad passed away and it totally hijacked my year, man. And so, uh, you know, and, 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 it's just seasons, right? Uh, my point point of that was I was at a high, I was in this great season, and then all of a sudden, I was in this low season, and uh, you know, fought through that, uh, worked through it, worked on myself, and now, thankfully, I'm getting back to a season of growth, a season of prosperity in my life, in that up season, and um, so I just encourage you with that. Uh, it's a life of seasons, many ups and downs. If you're in a down right now, I want you to know that in an up season is coming. Uh, and it's and it's going to be here much sooner than you think it is. So I'm going to leave you with, leave you with that. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of me rambling and maybe got something out of it. Uh, and I hope you've enjoyed my story. I want to ask you this. If something in this story resonated with you, I want you to just go over to Instagram. Look me up. K-E-R-R-Y-E-G-E-L-E-R. At Carrie Egler on Instagram. Shoot me a DM and say, hey, I just listened to the podcast episode. And, and this part really resonated with me because I'd love to connect with you. 
So go hit me up on Instagram, send me a DM. And with that, I will leave you. Have a great week and we'll be back next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Print On Demand Playbook Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us an honest review on whichever platform you're listening on. Thanks and have a great day.